the Sutra of the Heart of Transcendent Knowledge. Thus have I heard once the Blessed One who was dwelling in Rajagriya at Vulture Peak Mountain, together with a great gathering of the Sangha of monks and a great gathering of the Sangha of Bodhisattvas. At that time, the Blessed One entered the Samadhi that expresses the Dharma called Profound Illumination. And at the same time, Noble Abhulgateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, while practicing the profound Prajnaparamita, saw him this way. He saw the five skandhas to be empty of nature. Then, through the power of the Buddha, Venerable Shariputra said to Noble Abhulgateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, How should a son or daughter of noble family train who wishes to practice the profound Prajnaparamita? Addressed in this way, Noble Abhulgateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, said to Venerable Shariputra, O Shariputra, a son or daughter of noble family who wishes to practice the profound Prajnaparamita, should see in this way, seeing the five skandhas to be empty of nature. Form is emptiness, emptiness also is form, emptiness is no other than form, form is no other than emptiness. In the same way, feeling, perception, formation, and consciousness are emptiness. Thus, Shariputra, all dharmas are emptiness. There are no characteristics. There is no birth and no cessation. There is no impurity and no purity. There is no decrease and no increase. Therefore, Shariputra, in emptiness there is no form, no feeling, no perception, no formation, no consciousness, no eye, no ear, no nose, no tongue, no body, no mind, no appearance, no sound, no smell, no taste, no touch, no dharmas, dhatu, up to no mind, dhatu, no dhatu of dharmas, no mind consciousness, dhatu, no ignorance, no end of ignorance, up to no old age and death, no end of old age and death, no suffering, no origin of suffering, no cessation of suffering, no path, no attainment, and no non-attainment. Therefore, Shariputra, since the Bodhisattvas have no attainment, they abide by means of Prajnaparamita. Since there is no obscuration of mind, there is no fear. They transcend falsity and attain complete nirvana. All the Buddhas of the three times by means of Prajnaparamita fully awaken to unsurpassable, true, complete enlightenment. Therefore, the great mantra of Prajnaparamita, the mantra of great insight, the unsurpassed mantra, the unequaled mantra, the mantra that calms all suffering should be known as truth, since there is no deception. Prajnaparamita mantra is said in this way, Te Ata Om Gate Gate Paragate Parasangate Bodhisoha. Thus, Shariputra, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, should train in the profound Prajnaparamita. Then the Blessed One arose from that Samadhi and praised Noble Abhulgateshvara. Good, good, O son of noble family, thus it is, O son of noble family, thus it is. One should practice the profound Prajnaparamita just as you have taught. Venerable Shariputra, Abhulgateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, that whole assembly in the world with its gods, humans, Asuras, and Gandharvas, rejoiced and praised the words of the Blessed One. Bodhisattva, Bhagavad 
Discussing uh, the uh, great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment by Lama Tsongkhapa. And this text is a commentary on Atisha's lamp for the path to enlightenment. And at the beginning of uh, this text, Lama Tsongkhapa um, makes an outline of four categories. The first category is the greatness of the teaching's author, the second category is the greatness of the teaching itself, uh, the third category is the great way to listen to and explain the instruction. And then the fourth is how to lead the students in the actual instructions. And we've already gone through uh, um, the three previous categories, and we're on that fourth category of how to lead students in the actual instructions. And, and within that, uh, we find uh, the topic of how to rely upon the teacher that is the root of the path, um, and then how to sustain uh, that actual meditation. Um, and then once we get to the uh, um, section on sustaining the meditation, uh, there is a second uh, category um, after the actual way of sustaining the meditation, which is called Dispelling Misconceptions About Meditation. Uh, and that's the section in the great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment uh, uh, that we're currently looking at. So it's the Refuting Misconceptions About Meditation section uh, in, in English version, translator's note, is chapter 6. Okay. 
So we're on page 113 uh, in the English text uh, where the question uh, and answer section begins. One thing I forgot from the previous translation is that in, within the category of relying on the teacher that is the root of the path, there are six categories. just forgot that one detail. I just wanted to make sure I added that in. Um, so uh, in the dispelling misconceptions about meditation section, uh, there are four specific mis excuse me, four specific misconceptions that are dispelled. Uh, we've already gone over the uh, misconception uh, that ha the Chinese abbot Hashan uh, um, pronounced or expounded. Uh, uh, and it was a nihilistic um, view, um, uh, stating that there was only um, uh, um, stabilizing meditation. So we've already uh, shown how that's negated. And the second is uh, the difference that there are two types of meditation. There's stabilizing meditation. Uh, and there are analytical meditation, and, uh, explaining what is analytical meditation, explaining what is um, uh, uh, stabilizing meditation is the point of the next session. Section, And then it be goes on to show how uh, it says that um, there are 
you know, some that say um, adepts are do stabilizing meditation or uh, those adepts are really the only word I've ever seen it translated as. It's a realized being almost. Uh, so stabilizing meditation are for adepts and that scholars uh, are, are supposed to be doing analytical meditation. Um, so uh, on the, in this section on page 113 we find uh, the negation of this idea and, and finding out that a scholar must do both uh, stabilizing meditation as well as analytical meditation and an adept must do both uh, stabilizing meditation and analytical meditation and there isn't an exclusive uh, category depending on whether one is a scholar or an adept uh, relative to meditation where because it's necessary to do both types of meditation to uh, um, for either um, um, type of practitioner. So um, it goes on to explain that uh, the reason that I'm asking Rinpoche this question is, is in the Tibetan, uh, Rinpoche is explaining the word that's being explained as adept here as one who is not learned uh, instead of adept. So if we're looking at the Tibetan, it's uh, um, a non-scholar does um, uh, uh, 
stabilizing meditation and the scholar does analytical meditation. Um, uh, Rinpoche was saying that it wouldn't, if there was someone who was an adept, would they be a scholar? Uh, so just looking at the actual words being used. So that's what I was uh, asking Rinpoche about to clarify. So we can look at it either way. It's translated or the way that I'm, I'm translating it. Um, but it seems like scholar versus non-scholar. Um, but here it shows that um, a scholar necessarily needs to have both types of meditation, analytical meditation and stabilizing meditation. Uh, uh, analytical uh, meditation um, becomes necessary for um, both the scholar uh, and non-scholar um, because topics such as dependence upon uh, the teacher or, or uh, gaining faith in the teacher, uh, obtaining the life of leisure and opportunity, um, the death and impermanence, karma and its effects, the faults of cyclic existence, meditation on the mind that aspires to enlightenment or bodhicitta, all of these topics require analytical meditation, but it's not to say that these are necessarily uh, only analytical uh, meditation topics uh, because it's necessary for a scholar or non-scholar or scholar or adept to um, have both types of meditations uh, in, in order to achieve uh, any sort of uh, um, results. Um, so here uh, we see the uh, analysis being important uh, relative to specific topics, um, but it's not to say that, um, 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 that this is the only uh, necessary um, uh, application. Um, so... Cosala so, so even if we look at it the way that it's translated as an adept, uh, we would see that an adept must necessarily do analytical meditation to achieve his or her um, aims because uh, it's necessary for him or her to analyze faith in the teacher, the importance uh, and difficulty of obtaining leisure and opportunity, uh, the fully endowed uh, human body, death and impermanence, karma and its effects, the faults of cyclic existence, and bodhicitta. So, uh, either way, we translate this word. Uh, both beings need to have uh, analytical meditation uh, as well as um, stabilizing meditation. Uh, so we find um, uh, any way you translate the, the, this section, uh, both parties, the scholars and adepts or scholars and non-scholars need uh, to have both types. Kebak 
So, uh, if one is an adept, then it's necessary to have both uh, um, stabilizing meditation as well as an analytical meditation because you need the an analysis or analytical meditation for developing faith in the teacher, uh, understanding this uh, life of leisure and opportunity that one has, the faults of cyclic existence, karma and its effects, uh, the mind that aspires to enlightenment. Uh, death and impermanence. So it's necessary for the adept uh, um, to have this uh, um, an analytical meditation as well as the calm abiding uh, meditation, as well as the stabilizing meditation. And the same is for a non-scholar, and then the same is for a scholar. Uh, a scholar must have uh, the, these, this analytical meditation coupled with the calm abiding meditation, the stabilizing meditation. Uh, so both uh, any among these three, scholars, non-scholars, adepts, need to have uh, a union of this stabilizing meditation and um, analytical meditation. ケバゴイナチゴンコナイミチャバヨマジュケビゴンラジュゴンヨアレスコサライゴイナジュゴンチャバヨマレコサライゴンダジュゴンヨアレスチゴンヨアレスコサラメケバレジャバイナヤチ
So here um, it's a I'll read the English. Uh, not knowing this system, some even propound. If you are a scholar, you only do analytical meditation. Adepts or non-scholars only do stabilizing meditation. This is not the case because each must do both. The scholar must achieve stabilizing meditations, such as meditative serenity, while the adept must pursue such uh, practices as um, intense faith in the teacher. Uh, so here it's saying that the adepts or, or non-scholars um, must do um, an analytical meditation uh, in order to understand uh, such topics. And the example given here is faith in the teacher but also the topics previously mentioned, uh, such as the importance and difficulty in obtaining uh, leisure and op opportunity, uh, karma and its effects, uh, death and impermanence, uh, um, and um, uh, the faults of cyclic existence and the mind that aspires to enlightenment. Um, so it's necessary to have this analytical meditation to create an awareness that's long-lasting and forceful um, and stable. So it's necessary to uh, use correct signs and look at reasoning and in dependence upon correct signs arrive at um, assertions or arrive at uh, uh, certain um, understandings <coughs> of the topics just mentioned. So um, it's necessary to rely on this analytical meditation in order to have this long-lasting forceful um, uh, um, uh, idea that's capable of transforming one's mind or capable of, as serving as an antidote to the improper mental conduct. So in, it, it will allow one's mind to be changed. So this analysis is necessary for uh, the uh, adept or non-scholar uh, um, uh, in the same way that um, uh, he or she, but, but he or she also needs this uh, calm abiding or meditative uh, serenity meditation. Uh, and this union becomes necessary, just like the scholar uh, must have the analytical meditation because of those topics of faith in the teacher and death and impermanence and karma's effects and the faults of cyclic existence and the full uh, life of leisure and opportunity and the mind that aspires to enlightenment, as well as uh, that union with the calm abiding meditation uh, or the serenity meditation, stabilizing meditation. So uh, all uh, um, practitioners uh, must... Uh, according to this section, um, rely on uh, both types of meditation. Mm -hmm. Lessons. <laughs> Lesser. 
So here um, uh, it says, uh, so this is not the case because each must do both. The scholar must achieve stabilizing meditation, such as meditative serenity, while the adept must pursue such practices as intense faith in the teacher. Furthermore, both the sutra section of scripture and the tantra section of scripture very frequently say that you must use discernment for both of these methods of meditation. So here it's saying in the perfection vehicle, uh, it states many times that both stabilizing meditation and analytical meditation are necessary. And then it also states it in any among the four classes of tantra, the action tantra, performance tantra, the yogic tantra, and highest yogic tantra. Um, within all of these different classes of tantra, we find this repeated theme of uh, um, uh, needing to have both the analytical meditation and the stabilizing meditation. Uh, so that's what uh, is meant here. Uh, um, and it's because one must use many uh, correct signs uh, in order to establish um, the reasons and couple those that ana analysis or uh, put that analysis in union with uh, calm abiding uh, meditation. Um, so it says here, um, uh, if you lack or are deficient in such analytical meditation, then you will not develop stainless wisdom, the precious life of the path. So if one doesn't uh, rely on analytical meditation, uh, then one won't be able to achieve the wisdom uh, realizing impermanence or renunciation or the wisdom realizing the mind that aspires to enlight enlightenment or bodhicitta. Uh, so one will uh, have a contaminated uh, wisdom. It, will be, it won't be stainless. Uh, so um, it's necessary um, uh, to achieve these. Uh, and here when it says uh, path, we can uh, re be referring to um, uh, the path for the beings of great capacity that leads to Buddhahood. Uh, at the medium level, the path which leads to liberation or nirvana. 
uh, and then at the small level, the pathway which leads to the higher realm. So when we're speaking of path, uh, ultimately we're speaking of the path of Buddhahood, which will be mentioned as the ultimate uh, goal later here uh, by Mar Marchetta, who is Lopun Bau, uh, who states that omniscience is the ultimate uh, wisdom. Um, which is referring to uh, Buddhahood, uh, because it is the Buddha that is omniscient. Um, but here, uh, it, um, uh, it says, even if you develop little... Uh, let me back up. If you lack or are deficient in such analytical meditation, then you will not develop stainless wisdom, the precious life of the path. Even if you develop a little wisdom, it will not be uh, increased greatly. So even if there is some uh, sort of wisdom that you do have, there won't be any real increase in it. It will stat stay static. Uh, um, therefore, you will not quickly progress along the path because the ultimate object that you achieve on the path, uh, um, that you achieve on the path is the wisdom that differentiate comprehensively and without confusion the real nature and diversity of phenomena. So here, referring to the two natures of phenomena, the ultimate nature of phenomena and the conventional nature of phenomena. So um, uh, here, and it says, as the master Marketa uh, states, so Marketa is Lopun <coughs> uh, um, omniscience is the best amongst wisdoms. Uh, consequently, understand it as a definite sign of having taken the wrong path. If no matter how much you cultivate the path, your mindfulness is dulled by obliviousness, and you are slow-witted about what to eliminate and what to adopt. So, take it as a sign, a correct sign that one is not uh, progressing along the path properly. And here, this would be if one, uh, in this specific section, is <coughs> using this union uh, of stabilizing meditation um, and analytical meditation, so just not having both of these types of meditation, then the kind of sign that this is uh, the wrong practice is happening is that uh, one doesn't remember what uh, he or she uh, should eliminate, uh, what he or she should adopt, uh, what the abandonments are, uh, the abandonments such as the abandonment of the truth of suffering, the abandonment of the truth of origin, uh, and what to adopt such as the uh, truth of cessation uh, and the truth of path. So if he or she is oblivious to and forgets, uh, is slow-witted here, but Rinpoche said the word slow-witted referring to forgetting the instructions. If one uh, is doing this, then this is a clear sign that the practices aren't being done properly um, and that there isn't this proper application of both stabilizing meditation and analytical meditation that becomes necessary to realize the ultimate goal of omniscience, which is understanding the true nature of the ultimate truths and the conventional truth that all phenomena uh, um, have uh, in common. All phenomena have both conventional truth and ultimate truth. ご存じ<音楽><音楽><音楽><音楽> Shiro 
So in here it states that in many sutra perfection of vehicle texts there are statements that show that it's necessary to have this union of analytical meditation and stabilizing meditation and then among any of the four classes of tantra excuse me action performance, yogic, and highest yoga tantra, uh, we find that the um, application of both analytical meditation and stabilizing meditation um, becomes necessary. Uh, and if one doesn't have this union, even if one does have a little bit of wisdom, that wisdom won't increase, um, and, and one won't be able to achieve that ultimate stainless wisdom uh, without this union. So this section explains that and cites the sutra and tantra sources uh, um, ちょっとはね、ちょっとはその、どんどんでも丸ね。ちんちゃんは、この部長は。ちょっとはで、ちんちゃんは、単純丸で、丸で、丸で、丸で、丸で、丸で、丸で、丸で、丸で、丸で、
Um, and it says here that if you lack or are deficient in such analytical meditation, then you will not develop stainless wisdom, the precious life of the path. Um, even if you develop a little wisdom, it will not be increased. Uh, it won't have really any abilities, uh, Rinpoche is saying. Uh, therefore, you will not uh, quickly progress along the path um, because the ultimate object you achieve on the path is the wisdom that differentiates comprehensively and without confusion the real nature and diversity of phenomenon. So the ultimate nature of phenomenon and the conventional nature of phenomenon. So uh, the, having the stainless wisdom uh, relative to ultimate and conventional phenomenon, ultimately is an omniscience or the state of all knowing uh, that the, uh, the Buddha abides in. Uh, so here it says the, by Lokumbau that omniscience is the best amongst wisdoms. Uh, so uh, and if one is trying to achieve um, a stainless wisdom, the ultimate wisdom would be the um, wisdom of omniscience uh, that here <coughs> must achieve. Uh, and it's necessary to have the union of those two types of meditation, analytical and stabilizing, for an adept, non-scholar or scholar, in order to achieve that ultimate uh, goal. Um, so that's what it's saying in here. <laughs> Trouble, ドゥコニセナ。ああ。ドゥネタバドゥニデバニポジャマ。ポンジャ。ゴデンタナテニョソナ。ポテサンタンドゥ。オッケー。ネシェロイタリジムドゥナ。ドゥチュンレゴスタ
So then it uh, goes on to, again, uh, prove uh, this necessity, uh, the need for both um, uh, analytical meditation and stabilizing meditation, and a sign that the wrong path has been taken. Um, uh, so it says, consequently, understand as a definite sign of having taken the wrong path, if no matter how much you cultivate the path, uh, your mindfulness is dulled by oblivious, uh, obliviousness, and you are slow-witted about what to eliminate and what to adopt. So here, uh, the word in Tibetan is really similar to stupid. You become stupid. Uh, you don't know what uh, one should uh, get rid of or eliminate, what the abandonments are. The abandonments are the first two noble truths, the truth of suffering, uh, the truth of origin. Uh, the abandonments of the ten non-virtuous activities, and then one doesn't know what to adopt or to take on, uh, such as uh, the behaviors that involve the ten virtuous activities, uh, and uh, the uh, truth of cessation, and the truth of path, uh, these these, that which is to be practiced, cessation and path. Um, so a clear sign that one is taking the wrong path and not... Uh, combining these two types of meditation and analytical and stabilizing is that one uh, is uh, not clear or um, dumb, stupid uh, relative to what to adopt, what to practice, uh, and what to eliminate. So um, there's also the um, um, the idea in this of forgetting. Uh, Forgetting and then also um, not being intelligent. So it's this idea of uh, even if you've acquired a little wisdom, this wisdom uh, isn't potent. Uh, it doesn't have very many abilities uh, and won't increase. Um, and then the sutra sources are cited and the tantric sources are cited to show or, and to prove that um, it's necessary to have both of these. Um, and, uh, and the consequences of not having both of these uh, are clearly shown here, um, and, and the signs of having not adopted correct path, the correct path, is um, uh, illustrated here uh, with uh, the um, person who doesn't know what to adopt and what to abandon. What does one is that? Um, children do is this, you know, ね、天罰とは、ボランジビ、ヒトとは、ボランジビ、ヒトとは、ボランジビ、ヒトとは、ボランジビ、ヒトとは、ボランジビ、ヒトとは、ボランジビ、ヒトとは、ボランジビ、
So then it says uh, again, uh, this was the correct sign uh, previously if these uh, results um, are not happening uh, um, and one is not remembering what to abandon and what to take on. Uh, this is an obvious sign that um, the practices uh, are not being uh, um, applied properly, the practices of analytical and stabilizing meditation. It says, furthermore, by using discerning wisdom to conduct analytical meditation on the meaning of the scriptures, um, you understand the many attributes of the good qualities of the three jewels and the like, and then you then greatly increase the faith associated with these attributes. So by doing analytical meditation, by relying on correct signs, by looking at the excellent qualities of the Buddha jewel, looking at the excellent qualities of the Dharma jewel, looking at the excellent qualities of the Sangha jewel, so looking at the specific qualities that each of these jewels has allows one to develop a, a more firm and stable faith um, that then allow... and then then as a result of um, developing this firm faith, it then allows one to strengthen practices in other categories, it says, associated with these um, attributes. So 
Um, also, uh, once you have used analytical meditation to comprehend the many faults of cyclic existence, you developed a great disgust for and, and disenchantment with cyclic existence. So once you uh, um, have engaged in a, a, a broader analysis of the uh, definite downfalls of cyclic existence and the, the different types of suffering, uh, the suffering of uh, eight, the suffering of six, uh, the, the suffering of three, the, the different types of suffering, uh, one will wish to definitely be free from or get definitely get out of cyclic existence. Uh, so one will develop this uh, renunciation and dependence upon this uh, um, complete analysis of the different types of suffering and suffering and its origin and so forth uh, and the cause of cyclic existence and the downfalls of cyclic existence. It says that then you develop a great disgust for and disenchantment with cyclic existence and then see the benefit of uh, liberation from many perspectives. So one sees uh, the excellent qualities of liberation versus the downfalls of cyclic existence through this analysis over and over again. It says, using this meditation, you even fathom the spirit of enlightenment and the many wondrous activities of the six perfections and so forth. So in dependence upon this analysis, one then uh, can look at the uh, um, mind that aspires to enlightenment and the excellent qualities of the mind that aspires to enlightenment and the six perfections um, and, and the uh, um, excellent qualities of each among the six perfections of uh, generosity, ethics, uh, patience, effort, uh, concentration, and wisdom. So one can look at all of these different excellent qualities through analysis uh, and increase uh, one's um, uh, realization of them. <laughs> So, when we look at this first uh, um, section that says the good qualities or excellent qualities of the three jewels and the light, it's referring to the um, excellent qualities that are found in uh, such texts as the uh, sublime continued Julama. Julama. So in the uh, Uttara Tantra it shows the eight excellent qualities of the Buddha jewel the eight excellent qualities of the Dharma jewel, and there are eight excellent qualities of the uh, Sangha jewel. Um, so I don't have the quote. Maybe at the break I can find the quote that um, has all of those um, uh, different categories. Um, and later on, uh, when we get into the section on the three jewels in the um, great treatise in the stage uh, the Path to Enlightenment in the small scope section, uh, we'll find uh, those eight. So, different qualities of the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha will find uh, quotes uh, um, from uh, the sublime continuum 
uh, where uh, there it says, the essence of the Buddha possesses the two sets of meaning, which encompasses ability, compassion, exalted wisdom, exalted wisdom of others' conditions, spontaneity, and unconditioned. So here, uh, this is uh, 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 speaking of the excellent qualities of the Buddha. And the Buddha jewel is defined as the final object of refuge, which possesses eight qualities, unconditioned, and so on. So unconditioned being the first of among the eight, uh, and then the other seven are inferred within that definition. So the eight are the unconditioned quality of natural purity, the excellent quality of spontaneity, which is the natural purity of the advantageous, excellent quality of the fact that these two qualities cannot be realized in a complete manner by means of terms or concepts, the excellent quality of exalted wisdom of reality and diversity, the excellent quality of compassion for disciples, the excellent quality of clearing away faults of the disciples, the excellent quality of fulfillment of one's own goal, the excellent quality of fulfillment of others' goals. So these are the eight relative to the Buddha jewel, and there are excellent qualities related to each of the Buddha, Dharma, and Sangha jewels. So if we think about the different excellent qualities of the Buddha Jewel and the excellent qualities of the Dharma Jewel and the excellent qualities of the Sangha Jewel, uh, then we'll be able to develop a true uh, faith um, that's uh, unshakable, a real faith in um, the Buddha, Dharma, and Sangha. Tabiyuan Deba so it says, um, so you 
Once you have used analytical meditation to comprehend the many faults of cyclic existence, you develop great disgust and disenchantment for cyclic existence. Um, so here, once you start to think of the faults of cyclic existence, you develop a desire to definitely emerge, a desire to definitely get out from cyclic existence. Uh, so you are disenchanted with it, uh, so you want to have renunciation. Um, and then you see the benefits of, of liberation from many perspectives. So looking at the, the from many different angles or different perspectives, uh, the excellent qualities of liberation or nirvana. So analyzing these things. Uh, and then you diligently seek liberation as a result of this analysis of the excellent qualities of liberation. And then one, it says, even fathoms the spirit of enlightenment, which is wishing to achieve Buddhahood for the sake of all sentient beings. And, one, uh, and the many wondrous activities of the six perfections, so the six perfections which are in the Bodhisattva path, the perfections of uh, generosity, ethics, and so forth. So um, this practice of the, six, the, the Bodhisattva engages in um, of the six perfections. And it says, this greatly increases your irreversible faith, aspiration, and joyous perseverance. So increases your faith. It makes it an unshakable uh, faith in the, in the three jewels and the, and, and the process of uh, the path to enlightenment. It becomes unshakable. And then it gives one this aspiration, aspiring to uh, achieve liberation, aspiring to engage in the practice of the six perfections, aspiring to um, achieve the state of renunciation. So having this aspiration to achieve these things uh, becomes a result of this analysis, and then the actual perseverance, joyous perseverance, or making effort uh, in these things is a result of this. So all of this, as all of this is based exclusively on the use of discerning wisdom in order to conduct analytical meditation on the meaning of the scriptures, the intelligent should in this manner bring about such certainty that others cannot sway them away from it. Um, so uh, here, it says this analysis um, uh, brings about all of these uh, um, qualities, this irreversible faith, aspiration, and joyous uh, uh, per perseverance. Um, so uh, it's through this analysis of the excellent qualities and the, the details of these things that allows one to come to uh, uh, these solid conclusions about them and solid realizations that are not movable, that won't sway, uh, that one, uh, won't sway from one to the other. One will be very firm and stable. ก็ก็เลยเก็บอยู่นะเก็บอยู่กูอยู่ในเจ้าหุ่นมีเจ้าก็จะเลยกูอยู่ในเจ้าหุ่นมีเจ้าเสียอยู่มาเลยก็จะ
So we can't say then that uh, scholars only do analytical meditation and that adepts or non-scholars do only stabilizing meditation. Both parties have to do both types of meditation in order to achieve um, results. Uh, one um, um, must do uh, meditation uh, and analyze um, any of the, the um, uh, scopes of practice. So one must in, engage in analysis of the um, uh, uh, small, uh, the stage of the path for beings of small capacity in order to um, have a long-lasting, stable uh, understanding of those uh, that pr that practice, or the uh, teachings for being the pathways for beings of medium capacity to achieve liberation. Uh, it, analysis becomes necessary in order to have a long-lasting, stable understanding of these things, uh, of these practices, and then also the 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 pathways for beings of great capacity, uh, which are referring to the bodhisattva practices, and bodhicitta being the door into uh, the bodhisattva or the Mahayana, um, uh, becomes necessary to analyze. And then uh, one engages in the analysis of the two causal practices for achieving the mind that aspires to enlightenment, uh, engaging in the analysis of the seven-point cause and effect for realizing the mind that aspires to enlightenment and engaging in the analysis of the equalizing and exchanging self with others practice. And by engaging in this analysis, then one's understanding of the mind that aspires to enlightenment will become stable and long-lasting, just as engaging in analysis of the downfalls and faults of cyclic existence allows one to have a long-lasting, stable understanding of that topic and a desire to definitely emerge from it. Um, so all of these uh, um, um, uh, things are necessary uh, um, uh, um, to analyze in order to understand. And if it, it's beginning with uh, analysis of the good qualities of the three jewels and then moving on to the faults of cyclic existence and the disenchantment and disgust with cyclic existence and the desire uh, to definitely emerge and to seek liberation and then achieve the mind that aspires to enlightenment, uh, and practice those six perfections um, uh, once one has entered the door uh, to the great vehicle, which is called bo uh, bodhicitta, the mind that aspires to enlightenment, the desire to become a Buddha for the sake of all sentient beings. So all of these things require analysis as well as stabilizing meditation, and whoever is doing them, either the adept or the scholar or scholar or non-scholar, needs both practices. What <laughs> Judo Comagena, Senate of Adoni, the Judy Mares, and Judo Comago, Lai, Lai, Dajet and Jujil, Mina Gombaina, Shin to try, Monsentinel, Mina Gombaina, Jeba Genaya, and the Senate to the Ladon Tories, Senate Ladon Jumares, Judo Coma. Tombach in it, the Jeladoni, never go by, Lame Matubi, no one to the Congolan Chamber. Gaucho
Ah, like completion. Then ga jirim nangla shintu chao long dang sem. Shintu chao long sem dang ha ga ne yame ta ga dang gui sama jata tu su ki la gu ne he ga le ha ga ching wa dang da jian ta lu gu tu su le mei ne gu yong du shintu chao long sem lam wo te tu su le mei ne gu yong du jie ba xie na yang xie ne tu gu la du tu gui jue de ma le ว่าตัวนี้ผ่านชีวิตเทพชีวิตปัจจุบันนี้ชีวิตเราต้องเจอเลยโอเคโอเคซึ่งในประเทศนี้ประเทศนี้ประเทศนี้ประเทศนี้
So here at this section we're dispelling the misconception that adepts or non-scholars um, do only stabilizing meditation and that scholars do uh, analytical meditation only. And we're, this section shows how both are necessary for both types of beings. Uh, that analysis becomes necessary if one wishes to achieve the faith uh, in the three jewels. Analysis becomes necessary if one wishes to achieve the desire to definitely emerge or renunci have renunciation uh, or bodhicitta or the six perfections. Uh, so all of these uh, require analytical meditation and a, a sign that one isn't uh, properly following the path and that isn't properly applying both of these practices of analysis and stabilizing meditation is that uh, one's uh, wisdom uh, does not increase, one's abilities uh, do not increase, and one doesn't know or is uh, uh, unintelligent uh, relative to what to abandon uh, and what to take on. Uh, and it's because there is not a stainless wisdom that arises, there is a stain there um, because of the fact that this analysis um, hasn't taken place, so there's a deficiency in the practice. Um, and because of that, these signs are emerging that um, uh, there isn't a real clear uh, um, way to practice uh, what to do, what not to do. Um, so. Um, here, this section negates the idea that there are practices that are specific to specific types of uh, individuals relative to meditation. It shows that, that both types are necessary for all uh, types of being uh, in order to develop um, these realizations into faith and renunciation and the desire to emerge and the definite desire to achieve liberation. Um, uh, and per, and uh, the six perfections in bodhicitta and so forth. Okay, so the second uh, section is now uh, completed. So now we're at the Gonji Tula, Kwashin to Chuan, 
Sosu Tingens 
Shinda Chambi Gondin, eh? Sheba ten the Mago said this. Ten as a Mago Gond, ten Chebashi Jumas, a lover, you know, Ludu Tomela, and then ten as a Julu, Sheba the Chun Komodos, Chulunabuka, Kelun Kabalmova, Kabayan's mother, Mother Toshi Komodos, ten as a Madu Gond, Chebashi Jubilis, Chebashi Ludu Tome. So here the next is uh, dispelling this idea that someone might have pride and think that just analytical uh, meditation um, is sufficient. And uh, so there's this pride of the, the scholar um, that this analysis is all one needs to do. And it says those with a very small understanding on how to meditate might say the following. If you do too much analysis with discernment and sustain that meditation, you will hinder your concentration, which is one pointed upon a single object of med meditation. So you will not achieve firm concentration. So here, Jay Rimache replies in two different ways now to this. Uh, he first says, I will explain this. Concentration allows you to willfully fix your attention on any single object of meditation. <coughs> if you have not already achieved such concentration, then this concentration will not develop if you attempt to achieve it for the first time while analyzing many objects. Therefore, simply, uh, therefore, simply do stabilizing meditation to achieve concentration until you attain it. If this is what you mean your qualm, by your qualm, then I agree. So, uh, he's saying that you can't simultaneously do both. Uh, um, then, uh, then Lama Tsongkhapa agrees that if uh, you know one wishes to achieve a fixed meditation, then this anal analysis isn't going to bring about a concentration or a fixed meditation. Um, but if it's saying that analysis is in some way harmful to fixed meditation, then there is an improper understanding of what this statement means. Um, that they are, uh, they, they're, um, uh, that they don't coexist. Uh, so it says here, However, you might assert that if you do too much analytical meditation prior to achieving concentration, you uh, hinder your concentration. If this is the case, then it is clear that you do not understand the way to achieve concentration as it is uh, explained uh, in the commentaries of the Great Trailblazers. So here are the Great Trailblazers uh, uh, referring to Nagarjuna uh, and Lord uh, Asanga. Uh, so uh, the... the um, teachings that have been um, uh, passed down from those two great trailblazers show that the, it is not the case, that this analysis in some way hinders or harms one's ability to later concentrate. Uh, so uh, Lama Tsongkhapa is negating, uh, saying he agrees if we're referring to the fact that uh, the arisal can't happen in the midst of analysis, but disagrees that it's harmful to its arisal uh, in general. So in saying that, obviously, uh, misunderstanding in, uh, of, of the, the texts, the great texts, if one believes that. Chugutune, 
So there's an example. It says, for example, when a skilled smith repeatedly burns gold and silver in a fire, in fire and repeatedly washes them in water, they are purified of all their defilements uh, and residue. Gold and silver. The gold, I don't, I'm going to just read it through. The gold and silver then become very soft and pliable, hence they are ready to be transformed in whatever ornaments you want, such as earrings. So here, through repeated analysis, uh, this example is uh, um, given uh, to show how the mind uh, is like these metals that are repeatedly washed and burned, uh, so they're malleable. Uh, so the mind is pointing in whatever direction that it wishes to. Uh, so that if one knows what uh, to apply uh, uh, to the various negativities, one knows what those various negativities are. For instance, uh, knows what attachment <coughs> is and uh, understands that uh, by meditating upon um, uh, impurity or uh, ugliness, then this serves as an antidote to attachment and knows what anger is and knows that by meditating on um, love, uh, this serves as an antidote to anger, and that knows what ignorance is, and knows that meditating on dependent origination is an antidote to that, and knows what pride is, and knows that meditating upon impermanence becomes an antidote to pride. So through this analysis and this understanding, one's mind becomes more and more malleable, um, so that uh, these things uh, can uh, um, be applied and the practices can be engaged in. So um, this um, ana over and over analysis is transforming the mind into something uh, which uh, um, is able uh, to practice. So this example uh, is given and it shows that you can then turn the gold into whatever you wish it to be, whether ornaments, earrings, or uh, uh, different types of jewelry. Uh, likewise, one can transform uh, the mind into 
um, uh, um, whatever one wishes, because the mind is defined in the following way, that which is in the nature of clear light and unstained or unsullied. So this process of analysis and over and over uh, is like the uh, washing away of the stain uh, that is in the mind uh, because our mind is naturally unsullied or unstained. So this analysis clears away those uh, uh, obstacles or contaminants uh, and, and makes the mind clear. Um, and one thing I forgot from before, in the completion stage of highest yoga tantra, there is this simultaneous arisal of, of um, um, calm abiding and special insight that then produces the mental and physical pliancy. Just one detail. I forgot about the mental and physical pliancy. Sedong,我们在这里面,我们在这里面,我们在这里面,我们在这里面,我们在这里面,我们在这里面,我们在这里面,我们在这里面,我们在这里面,我们在这里面,我们在这里面,我们在这里面,我们在这里面,我们在这
the, the truth of suffering and looking at the various types of suffering, the eight types of suffering, the six types of suffering, the three types of suffering, and the truth of origin and looking at the various categories of uh, karma that is origin and afflictions that are origin. So looking at the, the various uh, truths of, of, of uh, that were uh, pronounced at the first turning of the wheel of Dharma where the Buddha stated, this is the truth of suffering and this is the truth of origin. Uh, and then stated that suffering is to be understood and origin is to be abandoned. So without um, um, analyzing these things, without analyzing uh, action and action of one's body, speech, uh, and mind, and recognizing um, how uh, these actions become origin and afflictions become origin, uh, one will not uh, be able uh, to have a clear understanding. So analysis and the use of uh, correct signs uh, becomes indispensable in understanding um, any among these things, uh, such as the truth of suffering and the truth of origin. Um, so uh, realization uh, must uh, come uh, from uh, understanding, which comes from analysis of the various facts uh, contained within them. Nyomu <laughs> Tadaki Likewise, um, you initially use your discerning wisdom to meditate repeatedly on faults, such as the afflictions, the secondary afflictions, karma effects of wrongdoing, and the faults of cyclic existence, according to their origin and order in scripture. So, uh, we find that um, suffering has a cause. So, first we look at suffering, and then we find that there is an origin or a cause of that suffering. And we find that the cause of suffering is karma and the afflictions. But we find these facts out through discerning wisdom, through analysis. 
um, without this analysis, uh, then it's not, uh, without this repeated analysis about the faults of these things, uh, then we won't be able to um, um, realize them and we won't be able to achieve what um, that analysis produces, which is renunciation or the desire to definitely emerge. So it says, uh, this makes you completely displeased or disenchanted. Um, so by doing this, by analysis, analyzing these things over and over again repeatedly, one is disenchanted or displeased. And displeased with what? Displeased with cyclic existence and wishes to then um, definitely emerge through realizing uh, what suffering means uh, and what causes suffering. So uh, this is how... Um, uh, it says, by bringing this to mind, you turn away from the group of non-virtuous things and clear away these defilements like g uh, burning gold and fire. So it's, it's the mind is um, in the nature of clear light and unsullied. So the mind is like a cloth that has a stain in it that can be washed away. Just like the, the, the gold has defilements that can be burned away. So the mind, through repeated analysis and discerning wisdom, uh, can be purified of its stains because it is not its nature. Um, so that the mind can be purified because of that fact that it isn't its nature. Um, so here the, the, the uh, example of burning gold and fire to clear away the defilements is used, whereas we can also use the washing the stain out of a cloth um, example to mean uh, the same thing. So, Dutsusar. Uh, so, looks like uh, we're out of time. Um, so, uh, why don't we do the concluding prayers? Uh so here, Asanga compares the mind to gold that's repeatedly cleansed and burned of its defilements that are there, so it becomes it's just gold in its essence. Um, so here, we'll find this later on, uh, these facts, and that uh, through this um, um, repeated uh, um, cleansing, um, because the mind is in the nature of clear light and unsullied, through this uh, cleansing, uh, one can engage in the pathways of small, the small capacity pathways, the medium capacity pathways, and the great capacity pathways uh, through um, this um, cleansing and through this repeated analysis. Uh, so um, let's do the concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer. The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon, 
I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure land. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Lozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Mahjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. With whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All powerful Avogateshvara, Tenzin Gyatso, may you stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kinsu Mondok, upholders of spiritual realization of God, and spiritual friend extensively and more accurately philosophical texts, with exception of wisdom and perseverance. Who's here with the Chief? Who's here with the Chief?